episode of the New Craft House podcast is sponsored by Faf. We use Faf sewing machines in all of our sewing and in all of our workshops, and they really are the best of the best. With everything from beginner machines like the Smarter Range to the Ambition machines that we use in classes to the top of the range creative icon, Faf have something for every sewist. Welcome to episode one of season three of the New Craft House podcast. We're back. We're back. <laughs> it's been a while, actually. Like, when even was the last episode, last series? Mm, I feel like very early this year, and we were recording that remotely in the lockdown. Yeah, it was before I came back to work, so it's definitely been a yeah. fair few months. Um, a bit longer than expected, but we've been really busy moving office, and that was quite unexpected. Um, but yeah, we've got, we're kicking it off at quite a fun time. Yeah, this, like, actually, this has given us a kick up the backside to get started the whole Sew Yourself Sustainable thing, which is our Instagram challenge, which starts in September, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But that's, like, the main reason that we've restarted it right now. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about what we've been up to, because it's been a long while, and quite a lot has happened. Big catch-up. Um, yeah, big catch-up, uh, like we've done at the start of every season. And then we're going to go into detail about So Yourself Sustainable that Rosie just mentioned. And that will be in the second half of the episode. So, what have you been up to, Rosie? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I came back to work from maternity leave in, like, the spring. So that's just been, like, getting back into the swing of things. And now that I live in Ramsgate, I've been commuting... Um, from there every day so that's like been a big change in my life and yeah just busy with work and looking after kids basically um yeah. we're actually recording this on i'm sat on the floor because we've only got one chair here in our new office we moved in exactly a week ago today got the keys so it's still like a massive mess and a bit mayhemy um yeah we only have two chairs in the whole place <laughs> um, we're gonna get more soon I, it's gone through a lot of change already and it's starting to look a bit more sorted but we've done sort of the main bits of sorting and now we're at like the scraggly bags of remnants boxes of stuff everywhere that no one wants to sort the stuff that will hang around for months yeah basically but we're excited about this studio it's going to be so much better and biggest news is that we will be able to open as an actual shop which is super exciting but anyway backtrack what have you been up to Mm, not a lot really um coming into work doing a bit of sewing not as much as i would like to have been um i've got the boat up river at the moment for summer but i think i'm going to come back because it's not very hot and i can't swim so it's not warm enough to swim so i don't want to be out of town yeah, is this it now? Is summer over? Yeah, it's October weather. Because I've been hanging out for, you know, but we will get it eventually. But actually now it's just too late. And it's seven degrees at night next week. Is it? Yep. <sighs> Freezing. Okay. Um, yeah, so I haven't really been up to much, but we've been really busy at work. Like we started, um, well, we've just kind of been plodding along. Classes are back. Um, sadly, we've had to cancel a few due to teacher isolations, which we knew was always going to be inevitable. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we haven't had much of it in the actual, like, office team staff. Yeah, we've been lucky. 
yeah. at once, but that's it. So overall, we've done okay. Um, and yeah, so classes are back on. We've actually we're just penciling in our autumn, like kind of winter class dates. Mm. So they're going to be going on sale quite soon. And they they've been quite popular at the moment. I think people are quite looking forward to doing like in person things still. Yeah. And we've um, had a lot of requests for people, like people who want our parties to restart, um, which we totally understand. We want them to come back, but we're holding off a bit longer. Yeah, we're going to wait on them. Because at the moment in classes, people, uh, our students and teachers are still wearing face coverings. Um, and obviously, like, coming to a party isn't fun. In a face mask. In a face mask. <laughs> well, you could make a matching one, at least. Do <laughs> um, we talk a little bit about our studio move? So, why... Did we move? Okay, so if people who don't know, we had two studios just behind Broadway Market. One where we held like all the workshops and then a smaller one next door, which is where we like stored a lot of the fabric. Um, but basically they were both just getting too full. We had way too much fabric um, and we kept buying fabric. So it's not even like we were stalling. We just were getting more and more fabric constantly. So we needed a bigger space basically, and we thought we would try splitting it up a little bit more, keeping the workshops over there and making this new space like all just fabric. That's the main reason, more yeah. space. So from here, all your orders are gonna be packed and me and Rosie will be working from here and Gemma, our office manager, will be working from here. So kind of the other studio is at the moment empty during the week, but we're gonna try and find some way to use it mm. um but yeah we like this has been a, a bit this has been overdue basically because we we feel the, the two offices were so full uh, we'll try i'll try and find some photos to put in the show notes yeah of how messy they were and every time every weekend when there was a class we had to move everything out of the main studio into the second one which was literally like cramming it into the door and then trying to squeeze the door shut yeah and boxes piled like three high in the whole room and then we also had a storage unit that was full of a huge fabric delivery of full rolls so they were like big heavy rolls and so we were paying for that as well yeah paying for fabric that we couldn't even really access or do anything with it was just getting a bit stupid and then we found this studio it kind of like worked at a perfect time actually yeah because this place is literally like around a couple of corners it's like two minutes walk away and and it's perfect because it's got the main bit it's got an office for us to work in and then it's got a kitchen and then another little Corners, section around the side, side yeah where our big rolling machine is um, that we use to measure out new fabric arrivals. And so it kind of keeps the stock that's on sale in the main bit and then the out of the like, not yet on sale fabric is tucked around the corner mm. um, out of sight because that's a bit messy. Yeah, which is also better as well for opening as an actual shop, keeps them a bit separate. And at the moment we have no plans to move the workshops here. Because we love our old studio. But since we emptied it of fabric, it's a bit echoey. So we need to... We're trying to think of some way to take the echo out because we don't realise how much fabric absorbs sound in there. <laughs> now your voice is a bit booming. <laughs> so Rosie said where we've gone is a couple of minutes away from our old studio. So it's, it's on a street called Bocking Street, 
which if you know that area is like the other side of Broadway Market and behind Nettle Market, um, we're kind of directly behind there. Just off Mare Street. Yeah. Yeah. So same location, same postcode basically. Mm-hmm. Still in E8. And still perfect for like getting to Broadway Market because we just love the area and London Fields Park. When we moved here, we like we always used to say we never wanted to open as a shop. Yeah, but that was when we thought we'd have to be in it all the time. <laughs> I guess so. And we were teaching classes then, so that that was a bit of a clash as well. Like we couldn't have a fabric shop and be teaching classes. Yeah. Um, but now our plan is to basically we get asked all the time if yeah. people can come and shop the fabrics in person and most days people come and try to come in we get a lot of people trying to come in yeah and we have to just say sorry we're not open. we don't actually open as a shop but um but you can collect your order but we're going to change that in october is the plan might not be exactly that pencil date is like first of october i think we can do it though because we do actually have like over four weeks till then um but it'll be so nice to actually say to people like yeah you can come in and see that fabric and make sure it's exactly what you want for your project or whatever definitely a big change and even just to browse trim which i know is a lot nicer to look at in person pick up some threads yeah and have a chat like it's nice to actually meet people yeah it's nice to see fabrics move mm. hear a bit about the fabric be able to compare fabrics way easier i always find that difficult shopping online so that you can look at fabric but then it's really difficult to like yeah look at loads in one lot um so that and we're going to open just saturdays to start with to ease us in so it'll be probably 10 till 4 yeah so a kind of short day but we're dipping our toe <laughs> and then if you come to a workshop there's no fabric in there now yeah, but we're going to have, like, a nice lunchtime excursion for people who want it over here. Like, the workshop assistant will probably <laughs> let everyone come over shop. Yeah, so and you'll still get your 10% discount um, if you're shopping on that day. So you'll still be able to pick up some fabric at the same time. What else new has been happening? Sadly, um, one of our lovely fulfilment team members is leaving to start her PhD, Jordan. So she packs a lot of your orders at the moment. She's super fast, super efficient, super neat. Jordan, if you're listening, you're great. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's leaving sadly in, a, in a, the end of September. So we are recruiting two new team members. Yeah, initially it was just going to be one, like just to fill Jordan's spot, but now we're gonna be opening on Saturdays as a shop as well. It's going to be two to sort of cover that as well. Um, and we have already shut applications for that. And we will be interviewing people this week, which is exciting. I think we realised as well when we unloaded all our stuff, how much fabric needs to be processed still. Mm. Um, so processing is unpacking, rolling, so we know how much is on each roll, labelling. Just general, like, sourcing. Yeah. And those two new team members will also be packing orders and, like Rosie said, working in the shop. And if you, anybody um, is interested in, like, historical 
costuming. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong word. But Jordan's, um, she's just done her master's in like 18th century quilted waistcoats and her PhD is on something similar. So yeah, go follow her on Instagram if you are interested in that. It's Jordan Mitchell King, I think. Yeah, I think so. And she's got a YouTube channel now. Yeah, she's just started her YouTube channel, which I am very into. Have you been sewing? I mean, it's been a long time, so you should have made something. Yeah, and actually in that time, like, my making has increased compared to, like, being on maternity leave. Um, Most recently, we had a team sewing day, which we do every six months. Now, that was the first one. (laughs) That's off now. And I made, like, a shirt dress. It was my first time shearing anything. And it was way easier than I thought, actually. And I wrote a post on Instagram with, like, lots of tips. So if you're interested, go and look at that. Um, but it was in, like, a fabric that was already sort of smocked. So the shearing made it, like, look even more gathered. It worked quite well, actually. And then the skirt also has, like, a bit of texture still, which is quite nice. Completely self-drafted, just, like, a rectangle style of dress. Did that. And I've also got a pair of peppermint spring shorts that are, like, half-made. Some of our nice linen. They were meant to be for summer, but a bit late now, so. 2022. Yeah, no rush to finish them, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear them at home. Um, what have you been making? I made... My biggest project was my bridesmaid dress. My brother got married, and his wife asked me to be a bridesmaid. And the wedding was actually delayed from last summer. Obviously, I hadn't even started, like, <laughs> Um, and it was delayed quite a bit before though and then I gave myself like six weeks but in typical fashion I left it to the week of to do most of the sewing yeah and I loved it what did I do I did I made sewed up one in a so we had to be wearing baby blue like a pale blue and there were quite a lot of bridesmaids no one else made theirs though um, but we actually all ended up in basically the same shade of baby yeah, blue, which was quite nice. They, they looked very similar. Um, and I sewed one up with the Kim bodice, and I was going to do the By Hand London Kim, and then I was going to mix it with an Anna skirt, but then, I don't know, something went wrong and it ended up massive, so I <laughs> did it. In, I then did a flora. I've, I've sewn loads of floras and I knew the size fitted me and I just had enough fabric left to get the flora out bodice out and then Matt put that with the kit with the Anna skirt sorry and it was in like a silk crepe sheen that I actually stored years year like two and a half years ago when they first asked me yeah I've and been then, looking at that in the cupboard so long yeah that's gone it's gone to use and then I lined it in a silk habitat um, and it was really nice, and I really loved it. And I bought a zip. This is the beauty of the having trim. A fabric having drawer. a fabric. <laughs> I, guess. The, I bought a zip because we we didn't have any blue ones, and I didn't take any fabric with me to the shop. So obviously, it was just completely wrong color. When I got back, and I was like, "Oh god, it's an invisible zip!" But I put it in, and you could really see it. And then we had a big delivery, and I was rooting through it, and there was like the zip that was made for it. Yeah, it was quite mad. It was exactly the right colour. It looked like I'd had it dyed, so I put in a little invisible zip down the back. Had a, I did the Anna with quite a big slit, 
And then I decided it wasn't big enough, so I did it another five centimetres, and that was probably too much. <laughs> it was too late to take it back. Um, but yeah, that was my biggest sewing project. And then at our team sewing day, I made a Anna... Is it Anna Allen? Anna Allen, yeah. Anna Allen clothing um, on Instagram, the Anthea blouse. So you've probably seen them because everyone's been making them. It's like very simple. Does it have a dot? No. Doesn't, does it? No. It's just a little button up. It's got front buttons down um, and then really gathered sleeves. So they're huge. Yeah. Loads Puff. of volume. Puff, yeah. Um, and are the sleeves left loose on the pattern? I feel like maybe they are. No, they've got like a little mini cuff. Oh, yeah, they've got a cuff so the sleeve is gathered back into the yeah. cuff. Um, and everyone... But all the ones I've seen were in quite soft structured fabrics so like cottons or linens so you get some volume in the sleeve but i had stashed or no we had it it just gone on stock on sale actually a um sandwich silk yeah and the color on the label because that was a full roll said nearly black so we called it that because it is black but then because it's sandwiched it will never look it was a soft black, black. yeah um and sadly it's all gone now but it was quite heavy and it made the sleeves like mega drapey yeah. and dramatic and then because Rosie had threaded up the machine to shear on I did three lines of shearing at the cuff to make it go like poofy around my wrist and I love it mm. I've only worn it once but That's it's quite a silk. special occasion yeah top um, but I think it'll be quite nice in winter to wear like with jeans if you're going out for dinner yeah. and stuff so those are my... Pro and I'm going to make another one of them. Yeah, I just remembered I made one as well. Another? No, I made one before you. Didn't oh, mention, yeah. yeah. The Bridgerton. In my Bridgerton jacquard, yeah, which was like a cotton file with embroidered flowers on. Really nice. Um, and that is quite structured, so the sleeves are very puffy. And I shortened it quite a bit, but otherwise just kept it as the pattern. And I really love it. But it is fairly fancy. Can't wear it around kids. It's... It looks fancy, that top, but it's really quick to make. Yeah. It doesn't have separate button plackets or anything like that. No. It's really simple. Yeah. Um, I think a beginner, like, I think a beginner, not like a first garment, but you but wouldn't have to be. On, yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of people do the dress version as well, and I really like it. Like Louise Carmichael. I keep I keep commenting on all her posts, but that's so good. <laughs> I need some maple. <laughs> Got out the habit of wearing dresses, actually, and that's like... Bit of a shame, so maybe I'll make one and kickstart that. Yeah, and you can wear that in winter with tights and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of all I've been making, really. Made anything else? Mm, I mean, I've made oh, a few like baby trousers. I well. know I've been. I sewed. I had a, two mad days of sewing samples for oh, yeah. some patterns that we are working on. So I think we've talked about this anywhere, actually. <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> um we have talked for years about doing sewing patterns and never we've we never got further than that basically we have sort of started things and then just like stopped we got like yeah. the first few steps in and then not continued but yeah this, this time, time we've got further <laughs> we've got further so far so it might not happen still but um they're actually finished the first three patterns Yep. The like um, sample initial size kind of thing. They're ready to be graded. 
Mm-hmm. And they need to be tested. There's a lot of stages. Yeah, it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. I don't think I... I knew it was a lot of steps, but I don't think I'd thought fully about... I, I think I kind of assume that patent companies, once they've got those steps, like, smooth, they can, like, bash through them, but actually they all take ages and they're all long and slow. Yeah. Um, made my wardrobe. Lydia put up a thing about, like, the cost of... Did you see this on her no. Instagram? It was, like, the cost of producing a pattern. And it's quite interesting. Like, how many hours it takes of testing and the cost of that. Yeah. And it was for their swimsuit pattern. Um, like, the pattern drafting, the pattern grading, paying their testers, the models, the shoes, the fabric they use. Mm. And it's, like, a few thousand. It's quite a lot. At least, At yeah. At least, yeah. And that's when you've got it smooth, probably. Yeah. Yeah, is a lot. Um, but it's quite interesting just the time scales of it all as well. So, yeah, I think she's got it saved as a highlight now, if you didn't see it. Um, but, yeah, the patterns, so they've all been... They all... Um, our pattern cutter, Kate, is Project Patterns. You probably follow her on Instagram, and if you don't, go do, because she shares loads of amazing little tutorials and pattern cut drafting tips. And she's really lovely. She teaches our pattern drafting class. Mm-hmm. And she has been drafting them for us. And then they all had to be adjusted slightly, and then again, and again. <laughs> um, but they are complete now. Yeah, should we say what they are? Mm. Yeah. So we've done an elasticated trouser in like a men's and women's version. So we're going to hopefully teach that in our Learn to Sew class so that men and women can come and make something that they'll actually be able to wear. And then we've got some jeans, so non-stretch, high-waisted jeans in quite like a straight leg style. Um, the ultimate perfect jeans that we like to wear. Yeah, ultimate for us, so... <laughs> yes, maybe not for everyone, but... But hopefully people will like them. Um, yeah, and jeans, to be honest, was probably quite a silly thing to start with because they're really complicated, but whatever. We threw ourselves in at the deep end, so that's fine. And then one day we're hoping to do a bra as well. Yeah, bra will be the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sort of doing all the ones that we can use in our classes first. Yeah, because we also want to do some online workshops to be able to, like, people who can't come to our classes be able to learn as well with us. But don't hold your breath on those because who knows when they're going to come out. <laughs> the plan is this year for the first few, but... No. The, the, the that, would have to, by. <laughs> that would have to miracle out. <laughs> and keep an eye on our Instagram, actually, because we're going to be doing a call out for patent testers. Yeah, and they, everybody who tests for us will be paid and stuff, but yeah, we'll have an application process soon. Sizing. Do you know... Do you, do you know... Can you remember the hip measurement of our patterns? I can't, actually, because it all slightly changed at the time during like the last adjustments but they are in an extended sizing range so we're trying yeah, to make yeah, them as inclusive as we can i can't remember what it was it in was inches. around the 62 hip yeah but it did all change slightly at the end so don't want to say anything for certain <laughs> i knew there was something else big that we were working on that was sucking up a lot of time yeah it's just because the studio we've kind of took over and so we haven't thought about patterns for a couple of weeks now we are also as well doing like a really perfect tote bag. Yes. Um, which will probably come out before those, to be honest, hopefully just before them. 
Um, it's like our ideal tote bag and we can make it in leather and stuff as well. So it can be fancy or not fancy. It's really nice. And that's going to be a... Like a newsletter sign up. And you'll get sent it for free. Type thing. Yeah. You probably all know that we are huge fans of faff machines. We use them in all of our workshops and when we're sewing at home on our boats. So what do we love most about them? They're super smooth to sew on with a sleek design and their iconic IDT system, essentially a built-in walking foot, makes handling all types of fabric a dream. We honestly couldn't sew what we do without them. Get in touch with us if you fancy a machine upgrade or if you'd like to know more about any of the models. Sew Yourself Sustainable is back. <laughs> in two days time. <laughs> At the beginning of September. <laughs> So it's the third year running Sew Yourself Sustainable, which is our Instagram challenge on everything to do with sustainability in your sewing and making practice. It has changed format a little bit this year, mm. which I think from the feedback we've got, people are kind of glad for. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> it used to be a, there used to be a daily prompt. Um, if you've done a Instagram challenge before, then every single day has like a theme and you post a picture to do it related to it. Mm. But it is just quite full on. Like for yeah. a whole month posting every day like that. I mean, not many people do every day. No. Yeah. And it feels like we don't want people to feel like they're failing or like there's a pressure to do something. Like we've all got too much going yeah. on. So we've relaxed it and this year is going to be more like a weekly theme. And you can obviously post however much you want in that week. Um, but we'll just have lots of different things about that theme through the week. So, like, things that you can join in on with on stories. We're going to have a podcast every week. Probably try and do some Instagram lives. Just, like, different things every week. So it runs through September. Mm-hmm. And first one being announced in two days. Yeah, first of September. Two day. If this is edited in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to Sewing Self Sustainable. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, every week has a theme. And the we've, those themes are sort of similar to what we covered in the yeah, previous are. years. Absolutely, yeah. But they're just more general so that you can be a bit more relaxed with what you're sharing about it. Yeah. We'll still give ideas and things and we'll be posting a lot during the week. Yeah, and there's more, like, freedom for you to, like, do your own, like, research and go on your own, like, learning journey, I guess, you know? Like, it'd be interesting to see what people um, learn, yeah. So first week, the theme is wardrobe. Mm -hmm. So that's all about looking at what you already have in your wardrobe or in your stash um, and just we'll do, like, a big wardrobe audit, which is, like, the main thing that week where you look at like how many of all types of different clothes you've got how many ready to wear how many me made you can start to think about the gaps that you have in your wardrobe what just you've like got taking too much stock of it yeah being like mindful and aware of what you already have because it's easy when you have like your small selection of stuff that you wear to forget about the many dresses you've made that you just just don't wear mm -hmm. um and it is handy to know to like spot gaps in it as well. Yeah, because there's no point making something that you're not actually going to wear because you've already got like five versions of it, you know. Yeah, like you say this about jumpers all the time. Yeah. Uh, like knitted jumpers, you're just like, I don't need any more. Yeah. So many. Because <laughs> you have, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the first week. And that is actually my favourite week because I love seeing people's audits. Mm. And we're going to film a video each going through like an audit of our own wardrobes, which is always quite... Like, I don't think I have a big wardrobe, but in, in any way. I know a lot of people who have a lot more than me. People who sew and people who don't sew. I'd say like... But I am always shocked when I get it all out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's always quite cool to see how much is me made as well. Yeah, and every year we do it, it increases. Like, when I look at my wardrobe now, like my actual hanging wardrobe stuff, most of it is me made, definitely. And if that wasn't the case a couple of years ago, yeah. And it gives you a chance to get rid of some me made stuff as well. So I did this stupid thing, which I probably need to undo because... It's probably a waste. I've took out all me made stuff that I don't want and no longer fits, and I put it in a big storage bag and I put it under Fred's bed for my grandchildren. You what? <laughs> Why under Fred's bed? Because I don't have storage on the boat, so I needed to. <laughs> I needed to spread out. Have you told him that's what it's for? Yeah. <laughs> or if you know someone in the future, I might because it seems it's a bit sad to give it to charity. Because no, they wouldn't appreciate the effort that went in enough. Anything that was like worn a lot and scruffy, I got rid of. But some stuff probably slipped through the net. And I should probably get rid of it. <laughs> mm. But wouldn't you love to have loads of stuff that like a family member had made? If it fit you. Yeah. Depends though. How much style changes mm. in the 50 right years. Decade, maybe. But yeah, that's the first week, wardrobe week. Yep, and then second week is all around making, so how you can actually make your making practice more sustainable, looking at the types of fabric you use, so we'll talk a lot about dead stock in that, and also like sustainable fabric alternatives, not just dead stock, and patterns. Yeah, ways to make most out of your patterns, mm-hmm. hacking, little bits like that. And like trims and haberdashery stuff as well. Yeah, we should do quite a lot on... Yeah. Diff, like changing things for trims mm. this time last year actually like we had hardly any trim I think in the shop but now we've got a lot yeah that was when we made the error of starting saying yes to trim we say yes to everything so yeah we've got a lot of dead stock trim which is actually really interesting and I think when people can come in the shops they'll like to see it all and in that week as well we're hoping to hold an online fabric shop Swap. Swap. <laughs> we already have a shop. <laughs> On my fabric swap. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be sharing the format of that and how we suggest you do it. But it's going to be kind of sharing a photo of some fabric that you don't no longer want. And then people can reply to your Instagram stories, claim it. And you send it. And you send it. Yeah. And you can either charge the postage or not. We'll leave that up to you. Um, but yeah, it's just a nice way of like spreading, like, fabric around we've seen so many people actually in this past year make stuff from things they got at last year's swap yeah. and it's really nice people turn up stuff. to classes and they'll be wearing stuff that they got at the swap yeah my pivot lounger set was from the fabric swap i love them i saw someone wearing some like something at a class that i put in the swap mm. and it made me want it back have <laughs> <laughs> a jealousy issue <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that as well though like we did last year we picked up out like five things from each of our stashes to put in the swap and we'll do that again yeah um week three is longer life so it's when we're gonna talk about how to make the most out of your me maids 
how to take care of them. Make sure they last as long as possible, like repairing. Adjusting. Washing. Yeah, and then things that don't work anymore, like maybe adjusting, refashioning. Yeah, there's quite a lot in that week, actually. Mm. Um, we should try and find something in our wardrobes that we've not been wearing. Yeah, I did and last year. adjust. Yeah. What was yours last year? Um, was the dress, the Inari dress, and I hacked it into a top. Do you wear it now? You yeah. actually do, yeah, quite a lot. Mm. The tie-dye one? Yeah. The shibori? Mm. Okay, I'll try and find something out. And the final week is moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it's like looking at ways that you can um, repurpose makes or fabrics, things that you don't, you won't actually use or can't get use out of. Um, so we're going to look at some charities, like ways that you can donate clothes. Um, yeah, and then just like look back, because there's going to be a pledge, we forgot to say, at the start of the month, like something that you want to think about, work on through the month. So in that final week, we'll look back on our pledge and see like how it went and whether we're going to continue it and things like that. And then at the end of the week, we will announce a winner. And we should say that the whole month will be sponsored by FAF, just like our podcast is. And they have kindly donated the prize, which is a Passport 2.0 machine. Which is such a nice machine. Yeah. We both sew on like passports at home and we really love them. So yeah, it's quite a mega prize. Yeah. Maybe we should do some run-up. We'll do run-up prizes as well. Because there's always quite a few people we like. So we'll do some fabric vouchers for some runner-ups. Yeah. I mean, we always get to the end and we're like, oh, but we want everyone to like win something. So (laughs) we end up like doing more prizes than we say. But there's definitely going to be that main prize for the winner. And the winner will be chosen by not just the person who posts the most, but the person who participates and shares really thoughtful interesting yeah he like really gets involved Involved, yeah thinks about it and stuff yeah so we've mentioned that you like we'd love you to post onto your grid um do make sure that you use the hashtag so yourself sustainable and you tag us in the post Mm -hmm. um so that we can see you because all through the month we save posts that we think are really good and that sort of becomes our shortlist for the prize yeah so you can tag us either by doing at new craft house or you can actually tag us in the picture if you like like either works or like do all the things <laughs> the more you do the more likely it is that we'll see so yeah because it's sort of quite a lot of people took part last year so posts can get get buried mm-hmm. there's a lot so do make sure you tag um yeah you can post as much as you like there's also going to be quite a lot of little insta story template things and they're really nice for following the hashtag on those. And you can see other people that are getting involved. There's always like an intro one. Yeah. Um, lots of people meet, find new sewists through them mm-hmm. um, who have a similar interest in like sustainable sewing as well. So yeah, stories and posts. And take part in the swaps as well. Yeah. Oh, we, did, we didn't say this actually, but in the moving forward week, we are planning and it does kind of depend on no no we'll try our hardest to hold a me made swap yeah just like the fabric swap but with things that you've actually made that don't wear anymore or whatever yeah because it's quite nice then you know the person you're giving it to also makes stuff and they're gonna appreciate it it. (laughs) the time and everyone has so much like handmade stuff that they just don't wear and can't part with Mm. 
So as part of the first week of Stay Sustainable, Sustainable, which is all about wardrobe, we're going to have our first podcast episode with Kate Eva from Instagram. So we've talked about her or mentioned her a lot in previous podcast episodes, I'd say. <laughs> she's one of our favourite accounts to follow. She's also one of our fabric ambassadors. And she has got a big me-made Insane wardrobe. Big. I wonder if she thinks it's big, but like from where we're sitting, it looks really big, especially with dresses or maybe even exclusively dresses. Like, yeah, I think she said she did. She she's shared once that she only has like one pair of trousers. Or... Yeah, maybe. But she's constantly making dresses, and it just is going to be really interesting to talk to her about her wardrobe and what she sews, and yeah. We're looking forward to chatting to her. I mean, it's mad from what you can see. <laughs> it's a mad wardrobe of dresses, of beautiful dresses. Yeah. And then every week, yeah, we're going to have a guest talking about different bits of things sustainable. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode back. Yeah, it's been nice to catch up with everyone and we hope you'll be listening to the rest of our season, um, kicking on with So Yourself Sustainable, but we'll be continuing after that as well. Yeah, we've got some really good guests lined up for this season, including some episodes with just us two. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening and thanks so much to Fab for sponsoring the podcast and So Yourself Sustainable. (laughs) We love you, Fab! (laughs) (laughs) Bye!